And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky, and today we're going to talk with Robert Dickey III, author of the book Love Your Work, Four Practical Ways You Can Pivot to Your Best Career. I'm an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration to religious freedom. You can find more about us by going to maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com or calling 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on developments about faith and the law. Bob, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Please tell us a little bit about why you wrote this book and how you chose your topic. Well, it's great to be with you today. It's an honor to be on the program. Uh, This is uh, a a passion project for me. Uh, This is something that I've been studying, and uh, we've been counseling people. I'm the president of Crown Financial Ministries, uh, as many of your listeners know. And this is an area where we serve, not just here within the United States, but globally. And I witnessed just a lot of people that were struggling with this new economy that was being formed around us post the 2007-2008 Great Recession. People who are struggling with their work, people who are dissatisfied in their jobs but felt like, boy, you know, I'd, I'd be thankful that I've got uh, work and gainful employment. And it seems a little bit um, maybe uh, disrespectful with, with all the struggles that people are having out there for for me to be thinking about wanting to do more. I mean, these were the general sentiments of the folks that I was uh, counseling. And what I realized is that there was a lot of people in a great deal of pain. And, you know, the Wall Street Journal recently came out with an article that said 80% of the people uh, surveyed in the United States uh, were dissatisfied with their work or were having problems with their coworkers and uh, would take another job if, if given that opportunity. So, Given the fact that work is very much a part of our life, it's something that we're, many of us are going to spend uh, an enormous amount of our life doing, I think it's important that we love it, that we enjoy it. And when we are living in alignment with how God created us, not only can it be fun, and it can be rewarding, and it gives us the opportunity to take care of our families, but it also allows us to have impact in the world and make a difference in the, in the, in the lives of others and the lives around us. And I think that's what we're called to do is, as Christians. Uh, you know, no job is uh, too great or too small in God's eyes. Uh, my dad taught me when I was a, a little boy, no matter what you do, uh, just do it for the glory of God and always give it your best. And so I, I'm just really passionate about this and helping people find that spot in their careers where they're living in alignment with how God made them and where they can enjoy and love their work. Well, that's great. And uh, did you ever yourself have to go through a time in your life where you needed to pivot in your in your own career? Oh, I, I've pivoted multiple times. So when I when I wrote this book in my previous book, The Leap, uh, I, I write from a position of experience of things that I've actually done. I, mean, I have a very nonlinear career. 
I, I've uh, after graduating from the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, uh, I was I went into the Air Force, and I was an Air Force officer in logistics for a number of years, and then I pivoted into the uh, into the civilian sector, the private sector, and I was a CEO for a company in Michigan for a number of years, and then I pivoted once again uh, to do a, an internet startup, and then from there. Uh, I pivoted into nonprofit work. So, I mean, it is extremely nonlinear. Uh, and what I'm finding is that that is more uh, and more prevalent in today's economy. You know, my grandparents uh, grew up in an economy where they, they graduated from high school and they went to work at General Motors and they were there for 30, 40 years and then retired. Uh, you know, that's a relic of the past. The, the, the millennials that are graduating from college today or entering the workforce today are going to have anywhere from 8 to 14 different careers in their lifetime. Uh, and so we've got to engineer our lives completely different. There's a completely different economy that's being born. It has new rules, and for people to be successful, uh, they're going to have to play by these new rules. Uh, and so, yeah, I've, I've absolutely done it, and there, there's certain things that I've learned from it, and I've, I've made mistakes along the way, and so certainly hope to share with those uh, in the book for readers so that they um, can learn from my experiences and others that I highlight in the book as well. Well, that's great. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky of the law firm of Malkin Baker. Today, we're talking with Bob Dickey about his book, Love Your Work. So the title of your book is Love Your Work. What exactly does it mean to love your work? Well, it's to find yourself in, a, in that spot of renewal, uh, a place where uh, you are living your life in the uh, design that God made you. I, I'm a firm believer uh, that God made each one of us unique and distinctive, and that he gave us passions and skills and interests, and that when we uh, form a career and live our life in alignment with how our Creator God made us, that's when we're going to love our work, when we're going to be able to be the absolute best at what we do, because we'll be leveraging those skills, and we're going to have impact in the world around us and make the, the world a better place and help people in the process. So, that's the context of, of loving your, our work. You know, I, I think people who are not happy with what they're doing, or they're dissatisfied, uh, many times find themselves in a spot within their career where they're not leveraging the, their, their God-given talents. They're outside of their design. You know, they maybe found themselves in a career or a spot in the economy. They, they took advice from parents or, or mentors or counselors. Um, that was based on, well, this is, a, this is a growing area of the economy, or this is a career where you can make a lot of money, you can be successful, and they followed the wrong things as opposed to first truly understanding how God made them and, and created them. So sometimes those people need to pivot. They need to pivot into the, the, the new areas. Uh, I, but there's other times where people are just dissatisfied at work because uh, they, they have the, a wrong view of work. And sometimes the, in the book, I talk about pivoting to, uh, to stay, where the best opportunity might be the one right in front of you. And we just need to change our mindsets, and we need to change the way we're engaging with our coworkers and our boss, and then that can unlock all sorts of latent potential and allow us to have greater success right there. So there's multiple strategies for us to love our work and to get the most out of it. So it sounds to me like managing or maybe adjusting your one's own expectations are part of the key to learning to love your work. Absolutely. And, and in knowing your true design, I mean, that's where we start at the, at the very beginning of the book. It's understanding who you are. 
So many people don't know that. It's just, it's amazing when you ask just some basic probing questions with people who are unhappy with the life they think. It's like, oh, I'm unhappy because I don't like my boss or I don't like my job. When in reality, a lot of times they're unhappy because they don't even know who they are. They don't know their unique design. And when you start to unpack that and people understand, it's like, wow, here's my skills, here's my passions. And if I, I can learn how to leverage these in my job, all of a sudden it just opens up this, this wellspring of excitement and joy and passion, and it allows them to be more successful. So that, that's the very first step. Can you think of any, uh, any scriptures that might help uh, illustrate pivoting in, uh, in one's career? I, I thought particularly about uh, Peter being called uh, to be a disciple. What do you think about that? Well, absolutely. If you take a look at the disciples, I mean, there was a pretty radical pivot for all of them. I mean, Jesus just walked up to them and said, hey, you guys want to be fishers or fishers of men? You know, and they dropped what they were doing and they followed Christ. And you see the story of Saul on the road to Emmaus, you know, had the encounter with, uh, with God and all of a sudden became, you know, uh, was called, instead of persecuting the church, became one of the greatest apostles, right? And uh, uh, an advocate within uh, the New Testament of spreading the gospel and a massive pivot, I mean, a radical pivot in his life. So I, I think that uh, when, as Christians, whenever we follow God's design and whenever God leads in our life and uh, we have a course correction. That is going to be a massive pivot in in, in our life, and so uh, that, I think that's uh, that's something that we're called to do. We're we're called to turn away from the things of the world and to be spiritually minded, to be eternally focused, and to understand the things that truly matter. And when we put those things first, when we put Christ first, when we put when we understand that there there's an eternity out there, and that we're going to give an account to how we live our life all of a sudden it gets very, very easy for us to have clarity of what's important, what our goals need to be, how we should be living our life. And a lot of the things, the trappings of this world, the, the, the measures of success that uh, in man's economy, you know, status and power and title and money and fame, all those things, I mean, just, it, it's worthless. And people who try to fill the gaping hole in their soul with those types of things, they never satisfy. And so when we, when we pivot into the spiritual realm and we start living our life in, in that context, uh, the, 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 the thirst that we have for significance, for purpose, Christ will fill that. He gives that to us. We get it through Him. So that's the, that's the greatest and most important pivot we can make in our careers. Well, that's right. I mean, we, when we do that, we really concentrate on what's important in life. And, uh, but you still have to make money. You still have to support your family. Uh, so that you can't leave that totally out of the mix, uh, but it, it's uh, it is critically important that you concentrate on the important eternal things in life, right. rather than on just the the things that uh, that don't matter as much. Absolutely, and so I, I want to make sure the listeners understand the context of the, my my previous comment. Um, it, I, I think that when we put Christ first. That's not saying that we forsake the world and we're just like, uh, we're, we're going into retirement mode and uh, focusing just on spiritual matters. No, it's, that is where our, our eternal reward is number one in Bob, our, our, our Bob, life with Christ. Yes. Bob, we'll come back in, uh, in about uh, a few couple minutes. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the biblical worldview in your work and why it's important. I'm Whit Brisky of Balkan Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. 
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky, partner of the law firm Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Bob Dickey, author of the book, Love Your Work. The changes that we've been talking about in the business world, which can be seen as opportunities for some of us to pivot into uh, new opportunities, uh, create challenges for others who may be left behind. Are there things that we as Christians should try to put into practice in our own business and career lives to take into account those who have been left behind by these changes? Well, certainly. I think that one of the, the, the concepts that we need to be uh, mindful of as a Christian is that you know when, when we are in the marketplace, it's not just about maximizing profit. It's not just about having success. But uh, ultimate success is how, how are we living our life to be a testimony to those that we engage? Are we, are we doing a great job? Uh, are we uh, serving our constituents? Are we serving our customers and clients? Uh, but also we're l- looking at the people that are uh, th- that work for us, our employees, and looking for those in the communities in which we serve, trying to have a greater societal impact. You know, one of the stories that uh, I love in the Old Testament is there's you know a law that uh, farmers, uh, when they were to harvest their fields, they, they they didn't look at maximizing the profit by gleaning or uh, harvesting every single scrap of grain. I mean, there was a, an Old Testament law that said, look, leave the edges of the field uh, for folks to be able to work, right? This wasn't a handout. People still had to come from the, come out from the villages and be able to glean um, those, the edges of those fields, but it was for uh, the poor, and it was for the, the widows, and it was for uh, people who were in need, that they would still be able to go, come out into the community and to work and, and to be able to take care of their families. And so... Um, it, it, that farmer wasn't maximizing every single uh, ounce of profit out of his field. He was leaving some for those in their community uh, for the betterment. So how do we take that you know, old scripture, Old Testament law and principle, and how do we in- incorporate it into our everyday lives and our businesses? I mean, how can we uh, uh, ensure that those in our communities uh, have opportunity or we're providing gainful employment and helping and, and doing things like that. So I think that the, the Scripture is just full of uh, timeless wisdom and principles that we ought to put into practice each and every day. I think that we as Christian business leaders need to lead by example. Um, there's a big difference between God's economy and man's economy. And a lot of times in God's economy there's these rules, there's these principles that, you know, on the, on the outward, uh, some people would kind of scratch their head and say, well, that doesn't make sense. But in God's economy, everything makes sense. Every principle uh, God will honor. And, and so I think these are things that we need to uh, put into practice. Well, you mentioned that sometimes you might look at a, a biblical practice and think that it perhaps gives you a disadvantage in the, in the marketplace. And, you know, how do we reconcile that disadvantage with our duty to support our families and to, um, to be efficient in, in what we do? Well, I think, uh, you know, the, the passage of Scripture, it says, look, God will not be mocked whatsoever a man soweth, that, that shall he also reap. And I, I've just found time and time again in my life with multiple examples of where, where people have really, um, they've strived to follow God's Word, God's principles, God's law, and they are blessed because of it. And so, um, you know, I think that, that the, the principle, as we sow, that shall we also reap. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's a principle that we can take to the bank. And um, so as we incorporate that into our lives, into our businesses, uh, God's going to reward us uh, 
um, commensurate to how you know how we, what we sow in life. And um, so he called us. I mean, if you take a look at the scripture in uh, Matthew 25, uh, some of the last parables that Jesus gives before um, his ascension. You know, he gives the parable of uh, it, it, the, the three parables that's based on lordship, stewardship, and generosity. And you know, at the very end there, where where he separates the sheep from the goats, it's like what you did for the least of these, you did for me. Whatever you did for the poor and the the, the widow and the orphan, you did for me. And so I just think it's uh, it, it's very possible for us to still run incredible, successful businesses, for us to be uh, focused on the bottom line and making sure that we're taking care of our partners and our constituents and and, and having thriving business, but at the same time. Uh, taking care of society and taking care of those around us and, and, and making sure that the, the, our staff members, our employees are, are taken care of. Um, and it's just, it's, it's leadership God's way. It's, uh, it's business by the book. You know, one of, for those people who would like to learn a little more about this, uh, our, our uh, late founder, Larry Burkett, wrote a book called Business by the Book, where he tries to unpack all these business principles and things that, you know, are taught in Scripture. It's been a revolutionary book that's impacted the world. And, um, you know, so we've got small group studies going on all over, the, all over the world and in Asia as business leaders truly try to understand how can I lead and run our business by biblical principles. Well, it's, it's interesting. Many have commented on the fact that so many of Jesus' parables are about wealth and business activities. And if you really pay attention, we don't have time to go into it this morning, but if you really pay attention to what they're saying, it can really be a lesson to how we conduct our our business lives. Absolutely. Most of his parables, Jesus' parables, happened in the marketplace. And so one of the things I'd like to uh, leave with the listeners this morning is, you know, there's been this thought in previous generations that if you wanted to go into ministry, if you wanted to serve Jesus, you needed to, like, be a full-time minister or go on the mission field. And that is just absolutely false. The greatest mission field today, globally, is in the marketplace. We need businessmen and women, leaders in all aspects of society, whether it's in the legal career field or the medical career field or politicians, no matter what. People who uh, are of, uh, have stature and prominence, and that they're doing a great job, uh, that they are representing the Christian faith the right way and that they're leading by example and having influence and, and helping people where, wherever they're called to serve. So the greatest mission field is in the marketplace. And so I would challenge every single person who's listening is to, to look at the people around you, your coworkers, uh, you, the, the company in which you're working, and realize that you don't need to go to Zimbabwe uh, to, to be in the mission field, but you've got it right there at your feet and look, look at ways in which you can serve and have an impact today in your community. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky of Malkin Baker. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about loving your work with author Bob Dickey. Well, and, you know, we're talking about uh, how you can make um, your your business, your career, your ministry. And I know we at Malkin Baker, uh, although we have to pay the bills, we spend a lot of our time helping churches and religious organizations with their zoning and building problems or defending Christians whose First, rights, First Amendment rights are being threatened. And... And, you know, these are important things in what we do, and it helps us to really see our, our practice as our ministry. We also try in all our interactions, we hope mostly successfully, to demonstrate God's gospel to those we meet. And uh, 
we even try to bring the gospel to the judges and the uh, and the lawyers we work with through our legal briefs, which is uh, kind of an unusual uh, situation, but we think it's really important for us. So, Bob, what would, what advice uh, would you have for someone who is dissatisfied with his career or thinks, "Gee whiz, I'm not really um, making it the way things are going"? Well, there's a number of different reasons why a person can be dissatisfied with their career. I try to outline that in the book. There's four different career quadrants that we'll find ourselves in. We all, you know, want to be in that zone of renewal, but there will be times in our career most of us are going to have to either go through a time of repurposing, maybe a time of reinvention, or maybe a time of revectoring. And those are going to be different seasons within our career. Sometimes we, you know, we may find ourselves in a job uh, with, a, with, a, uh, with a boss or within an industry where there just isn't opportunity for us, and we need, and we need to uh, revector. We need to uh, reinvent ourselves and go in a, in a completely different direction. But there's also going to be seasons in our, in our careers where we'll find ourselves just a little bit stale or a little bit stagnant. And a lot of times uh, people want to run from problems. And I try to counsel folks within the book, you know, the best thing to do is not to run from a problem, but to run to an opportunity. And uh, when you find yourself in that season where you feel like you're wanting to run away from something, I, I, I tell folks, Look, let's sit back. Let's see if that may be where God has planted you for this season, where your greatest opportunity is, and we just need to change our thought process, our paradigm. Let's see if we can make things better. Let's see how we can bloom and blossom where we've been planted. And it's amazing how the, the transformation that people can have in, in those particular areas. But I would just challenge folks that if you feel dissatisfied, uh, if you feel like you're in need for a pivot, uh, there's a, a multitude of different directions that you can take, but you, you need to be able to craft a plan. And it's very, very important to understand what the root issue is. And going all the way back to the beginning, how did God make me? How, how, what's my unique design? Am I leveraging those skills? Am I following that my God-given design? And do I really believe that God is leading me, you know, and uh, seeking and discerning how God is lead, leading my path? And it may be to stay, at that, that place of employment, it may be to leave and go do something different. All right. You know, the- Bob, Bob I, we're just about out of time, and I want to thank you for coming in. It was a great book with a lot of practical suggestions. Love Your Work by Robert Dickey III, and I urge you to pick it up, particularly if you're not happy in work, and that's about 80% of you. Okay, if you have a legal need or question, and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. Again, at 312-726-1243 or at MalkBaker.com. Malk Baker is a Christian law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, business, and individuals in their legal needs. Serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve some.